so excited for today's She Boss episode with Jenny Askins. Her and I have some commonalities from our history, which I'm so excited to start talking about. But Jenny has been a face of Huntsville for a really, really long time. And if you haven't seen her, number one, you're probably living under a rock. But number two, you need to know because she is playing a massive role in our community and moving forward. So I'm so glad that you're joining us I'm today. I'm glad Thank to be so here. Much. This is nice. You're, you're the first she-boss in our new office. Oh, so you get good. to break it in. Yeah. I know, which is really, really yeah. exciting. So in typical fashion, we're going to do it over mimosa. So please feel free to join us. So just tell us a little bit about you, your background, and then we'll kind of jump into what you're doing now. Yeah. Um, I moved to Huntsville, like a lot of people, you know, um, most of us are transients or we've come here because of our parents and so I moved here back in the um, early 80s, went to Grissom High School, graduated, um, did all the things that you're supposed to do, um, college and all those pieces, and then wound up, uh, um, this sounds... <laughs> My story is a little wiggled around, but um, I spent some time uh, in service on the Board of Registrars. It's a um, four-year term appointment. Um, so I was appointed to the Board of Registrars because I had dabbled in political campaigns for a little while, and so did that, and from there was nominated to be in um, a local leadership program here in Huntsville and so applied for Leadership Huntsville. I'd heard a lot about it and a lot of good things and so I applied for it and they were just kicking off a young professional program and um, and they suggested I start there instead because I was in a certain age range. Was that Connect? So, mm -hmm. Is that okay? Mm -hmm. And so, um, so I was a member of Connect Class Six, best class ever. Oh yeah, my I know gosh. that seems like forever ago now. I'm, I'm L35. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. I remember oh, wow. hearing people that had been in Connect One and Two and thinking, "Oh, good grief!" You yeah. know, that's so long ago. But um, so yeah, I was Connect Class Six, and I it just blew me away yeah. from there. I mean, to me, that was the experience that changed my life. I went in, I sat like a lot of people do in the back, looking around going, how did I get like, here? I don't belong here. I right? don't belong yeah. here. Yeah. These people are so amazing. And um, so I was uh, there, and that's where I fell in love with Huntsville. That's where I was exposed to the community and to organizations and people. I just fell in love with all of it. Yeah. And so from there, I began volunteering after I'd gone through that program. And I volunteered every year afterwards, and people would tell me where I worked. They would say, you're there more than you're here. Like, your volunteer work is so important. I'm like, I love it. And so when um, a position came avail became available at Leadership, they had an opening for their alumni director. Mm -hmm. I called Sarah Savage, the CEO at the time, and I said, this is me, nobody else. I mean, I just, I knew it, you know, it was my calling. And so um, I just wouldn't let it go. I sunk my teeth into it and, and had to have it. And thank God they decided that would be fine. I mean, they chose me. And so I was doing the alumni and then I got to do uh, the focus program and then the leadership program. And again, it was just the most amazing experience. Being around Sarah was amazing. The other team members were just fantastic. Learned so much, um, realized my uh, style of leadership is servant leadership. Yeah, that's where yeah. I fall in. I love serving. I'd rather be pouring the tea than yeah. you know yeah. doing the speaking necessarily. Right. So right. that's that's where I um, found my calling. 
And, and leadership has created such a great program for individuals to get engrossed in the community. A lot of people may not recognize what that is exactly. So they've got several different groups that you can be a part of. Um, Flagship, Management Academy, Connect, mm -hmm. Focus. Yes, Focus. They've yes. got a couple other programs. Yeah. Um, but mm -hmm. the, it, it's a very long program that you're mm -hmm. invested in. Mm -hmm. But the, the purpose is to really expose you to all things community yeah. um, that you may not be familiar with. And right. I've been here for you know 15 years and are in Flagship and I was blown away. Yeah. Like I had no idea that yeah. we had these different yeah. challenges in our community or these different nonprofit organizations Absolutely. and yeah. um, such a great way to get exposure into right. sort of the underbelly of our community that right. you don't get in other ways. So. Exactly. That's yeah. what I would hear all the time of, I've been here all my life. I was born at Huntsville Hospital and I didn't know this existed. Yeah. And it was just all the time. It, yeah. and, and how much fun is that? I mean, that that was my job, mm -hmm. was to show off all the cool things in Huntsville or introduce yeah. people to um, uh, the vision or the plan of what was to come. And so, wow, it was just fantastic. It was yeah. great every day. It didn't feel like work or a job. Yeah. Or um, we, we even had this uh, thing we did. And instead of being a 9 to 5 type office, we did um, row, which was a results-only work environment. Mm. So it was all about goals being set for you, and then it didn't matter where you worked from or when you worked on it kind of yeah. thing. Um, it was just about getting your work completed, which yeah. is kind of the right thing to do. Yeah. So to me, most of us worked harder than 40 hours a week because we loved it. Yeah. So we would work however long during the day, and then, you know, I would get home, feed the kids, get them settled, and then I'd get back on my laptop because I just loved what I was doing. So yeah. from 6 to 10, I'm back to, you know, doing yeah. my thing. So, and I think everybody was like that. I have a question for you, yeah. and, and I would imagine it's going to be very hard to pinpoint just one. But if you could take something from that experience with leadership early on in your career, what's the one thing that you think you really gained from that that helped kind of propel you afterwards? Maybe a lesson that you learned yeah. or something like that. Um, you're right. There are so many. Um, one was working for Sarah and realizing that your boss didn't have to be bossy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like um, there wasn't a day that she didn't pass by my door and go, what can I help you with? I mean, what is that? Yeah. You know, and yeah. just total support of trusting me to know what I was doing and handling it, but her just there as supports, like kind of the upside down triangle yeah. theory, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. So that was huge, seeing that versus I'm the boss and I'm, you know, going to tell you what to do. So that was huge. The row experience was amazing that we were trusted to actually get the work done without being yeah. told to work nine to five. Right. Not everybody um, works well with a nine to five. No, yeah. no. And uh, so that was amazing. And one of those things too that you, you almost can't go back after you've experienced mm -hmm. that. It's too. It's such a great benefit. Um, the calling was uh, that perpetuated the rest of the things that I've done since was trying to figure out in my head how I could do what I was doing for more than 52 people a year, because you have 52 or 50 in the class, thinking mm -hmm. okay, how can I help expose more people that aren't necessarily being able to get into the class, aren't accepted, or don't have mm -hmm. time, or maybe can't afford it, different reasons. Um, how can I help everybody get yeah. to see and know and learn about Huntsville? So um, we even had a day that we created um, called Living Like a Local, and um, you, you guys created that? Yeah. So oh, that I love that. That was my favorite day so far. Um, yeah. So that was, yeah. Um, when I started, uh, became the program director for 
Leadership Huntsville, I wanted to do the Living Like a Local Day and I wanted to do an Innovation Entrepreneur Day. So I added those two into awesome. the schedule and that's when they came about and the Living Like a Local was exposing hidden gems and we were trying to figure out how we could share the most, get the most bang for our buck. And mm -hmm. so that's when we divided everybody up, one of the first times ever that everybody's been divided into small groups ah, and, gotcha. and going out and then you come back together and share what you learned. Mm -hmm. So that's something I started thinking about before I left was I want to do something like that where I could share. How do you do that and make a job out of it? Isn't that you know? awesome how that experience has kind of come full circle to what you're doing now? It's Yeah. That's, yeah. that's exactly kind of what you're doing with Destination Huntsville in exactly, Toronto. Exactly. Exactly. And oh, a lot I of people that. that have been in those classes that were there then recognize that. They're yeah. like, I see that piece now. Ah, so, yeah. I love it. That's There's awesome. a strong connection. Yeah, yeah. very much so. Yeah. Very much yeah. so. So after you spent some time with leadership, what was the next phase in your career? Um, the, well, the stadium was being built in Madison. The trash pandas were coming, and um, that group needed some help as far as they needed boots on the ground, uh, a boots on the ground local to be able to help introduce them around and to help kind of um, bring them into the community. You know, um, they wanted to be a part. And so they brought me on as the community partners person. So I went over there and that I learned a lot there too as far as um, it, in my brain it was like a startup mm -hmm. because yes you had the product baseball but everything else was kind of figuring it out and and making it happen mm -hmm. and you didn't even have the team here yet and and we had a small group of us that were kind of behind the scenes and we were doing everything. So it kind of had that nonprofit feel like where yeah. it come from, yeah. where it was all hands on deck. You did everything that needed done. It wasn't, I have this job description, it's we do everything. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing the groundbreaking and I'm opening the store at Bridge Street and we're choosing t-shirt designs and so we're, fun. you know, um, picking out colors for the seats. And yeah. Yeah, so we're doing fun. all those kind of things, and that's when the piece came for a startup. Like I was learning all about building a brand mm -hmm. and choosing how to make those kind of decisions and the purpose of things, like getting really into the details of why you're doing what you're doing when you're creating a business. Yeah. So um, Be, as, being on the ground floor with that experience is totally different. You, you gain a new respect for exactly. that process as a whole. Yeah, yeah it's mm -hmm. totally different. And I'd never been a part of anything like that before. So, um, so I learned a lot there too. And between the what I wanted to do from leadership and learning how to watching the steps of building things, you know, building a brand, um, I left there after about a year. Because I was just, it was time for me to um, take some time to myself and figure out. That was a, a lot that year. I mean, if you think back to everything that happened during that one time. So after that, I wanted to take a little break, and I thought, I'm going to start my own business, and I'm going to try to figure out how to do that piece that I've been wanting to do, and mm -hmm. then use the experience I had from the, from the ball team yeah. so, and yeah. pull them together. 
So let's talk about that process a little bit. Um, you know, I've, I often joke that when we started Flourish, I did not know what I was doing, and I was literally like Googling how to start a business <laughs> because I just didn't know sure. the steps that you needed to take. Yeah. Um, I quickly realized that there's a lot of community resources here that can help with that, like right. things like the Catalyst and the Chamber and everything. Yeah, so, SBDC, yeah, fabulous. Fantastic, yeah. fantastic. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about like what that process looked like for you and what resources you leaned on and how you how you made all the mistakes and or just learned from from kind of going things uh, you know through for the first time yeah so my thought process was um, I took about three months off to just kind of decompress and chill out for a little bit and then I thought okay I want to do a business what am I going to create so I looked up I googled the top 10 tech companies on the west coast because my experience this is I'm really into music and all that and that comes there's some other music stuff later but so I always think about how music in California it seemed like it always took about five years to get to Alabama <laughs> like you know by the time we yeah. were listening to yeah. it people in California are going been there that, that. was last yeah. year's music yeah. you know so I thought they're always ahead of us so I was googling top 10 tech companies on the west coast and one of the top 10 was a company called Vayable. And it was an online marketplace for locals to provide tours and experiences. So if you went to Spain, you could look it up and hang out with a local. They would take you to see local music or oh, cool. feed you local food or cook for you or anything, you know, they could do anything they wanted. And so I thought, well, that's pretty cool. So I looked up, um, I looked up the company and then I put in Huntsville to see if anybody was providing experiences here and they weren't. So I thought, ah, this would be cool because we have Charleston, Savannah, all these places that do these really cool experiences and things. Huntsville doesn't really have that. There's a piece of Vayable I like. There's a piece of the, the traditional things that I like. So maybe I can put those together. So that's what I'm going to do. So I started doing a little research on different companies that were kind of like that. There's a tours by local business too um, that's large. So I started working with a friend of mine on the brand and building the website. And then I reached out to some leadership friends and alumni uh, that had things that I knew they had special that they had a specialties. And so like I reached out to a friend of mine that was a um, history professor at UAH and I said would you do a history walk and he was like yeah sure oh, so cool. he was gonna do that and then um, had another friend that was um, made cookies decorated cookies so it's like can we do that and she's like sure anybody that wants to have a cookie decorating experience it was very home style you yeah. know yeah. but um, but we had some traditional like things we had a low mill tour we had this we had that but it was just pulling in friends and asking them to please you know help we had a bike tour, downtown bike tour, and um, so we so we started with that, like maybe nine experiences, and uh, and then we had a great kickoff, and um, and there it was, and yeah. and then I had to walk around and kind of explaining to people what Toronto was, yeah. and people were calling it Terranimo and things like that. Well, how did you come up with the name, Toronto? Um, yeah. Just kind of sounding it out and looking at. Um, Looking up other words that had, I mean, thank God for Google now, you know, <laughs> but looking up other words and seeing what fit, and I am sure that something probably popped up that was kind of like words that would sound like, 
you yeah. know, kind of thing, like a, a generator or something. But um, but yeah, it was like Geronimo, only it's Geronimo. Yeah. So and I thought that's perfect. And then the little those little city marker. I wanted I didn't want it to be Huntsville centric, because I knew in my head I wanted things to spread. Yeah. I wanted it to to go further than just Huntsville. So I made sure that it was where you know it could be a national brand if we wanted it to be. So yeah, that's awesome. So that's, Thinking about scale and yeah. much broader beyond this market and <sighs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and thinking you know probably never do that, but let's just try yeah. and see where we can. What it's we can good do. to to think about the not having limitations right off the bat, you know, oh, yeah. which I think sometimes when you start a business, you don't, you may not think about that, right, you know, so right. that's great that you did. Right. So how did you get from Toronto to Destination Huntsville? And what's sort of, talk a little bit about the difference between the two. Yeah, so um, Toronto is more of a one-off type, like if you're a local or a visitor and you look up tours and excursions here in Huntsville, um, I wanted Toronto to be like the umbrella of all tours and excursions. Okay. And so um, that's what it's for. Destination Huntsville is more corporate. Um, it is your boots on the ground local expert. So if your corporation is based out of Ohio, but you're opening an office here, you can call me and I take care of the, all the things here that you need so yeah. that you're not looking on Yelp and hoping that the reviews are right yeah. when you're sending yeah. people or, or hiring services. So in doing Toronto, um, I launched it in September of 2019, and so by January I was thinking, all right, it's time to start spreading the word. <laughs> yeah. And so January 2020, I started visiting the hotels, going to any speaking engagement that anyone would invite me to, and when I went to the hotels, I said, here is Toronto. If you need it, if you want to refer people to it, you're welcome to. But I'm just letting you know I'm here. And so um, this one marketing director at, a, at one of the hotels who, um, who I blame now, I, we joke that I curse and thank her every, every other day. Um, I'm, I'm not even gonna name her name, Mary Beth Lewis. Mm -hmm. she was, uh, she's over at 106 Jefferson now. And um, so I blame her for this because she looked at me and she said, that's all great, good for you kind of thing. But this is what I need. I need a DMC, and and I was like, oh, okay. And um, were you familiar with that term? No previously? idea. So I nod and smile, and I go through the whole thing, and she's and telling like, me, "What is a DMC?" Yes. <laughs> so she tells me, you know, this is what I need, and and all of that, and I'm like, okay. So when I leave her, I am pumped up. I'm so excited because I have, you know, I've received the word. Mm -hmm. Now I know what mm -hmm. to do. And so I go home and I Google it. What is a DMC? And it's a destination management company. And I go. Yes, this is it. I didn't know what it was called, but this is what I've. This is where I've been led this whole time. Yeah. This is it, and so I was so excited and thrilled, and um, uh, was ready to start figuring that out. So I spent 2020 learning more about what that was, and working also on Toronto's branding, wanting to make sure everything that I'd done before. There's a saying too that if you're ready, you've waited too late like mm -hmm. to start yeah. a business. Yeah. So um, there was that piece. So I went back and I wanted to kind of look over everything I'd done with Toronto and tweak it and make sure it was like I had meant for it to be in the first place. Yeah. So that was a great year of doing that and learning about Destination Huntsville. So um, then I wanted, I didn't want to do Destination Huntsville by myself um, because I'd done Toronto by myself. So I wanted the fun of 
um, having somebody with me. So I did start out Destination Huntsville with a partner, and um, but after about a month or two months, uh, it wasn't her thing, and so she went on to do some other things. So I found myself back to where I was again, I'm, you yeah. know, by myself with this. So there was a little bit of time of trying to decide, is this what I, am I going to keep doing this? Am it's I gonna so much work, it? too. It's the amount of detail, you have to be a very detail-oriented person. I'm assuming you probably are, otherwise you'd be insane to go into the space. Are you I'm insane? I'm not. <laughs> so no. you're a little bit insane. No, no, yeah. yeah. I'm crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but because it's not natural for me, the detail part, I overcompensate which I think is actually a strength. I mean, yeah. I think it works yeah. because it really does take a lot of details and, and going over things a million times. And, yeah. and because I, I stress about that, like I do wind up, probably I over-communicate, you know, in emails and I put all the details and I want to cover everything because it's just not my nature. Yeah. So I, yeah. I would just as soon show up and I turn the music on and <laughs> serve the drinks and the food and go, all right, let's have a good time. That's Anybody so have a board funny. game? That's so funny. But, I'm very similar to you. And yeah. I know she's, but Katie over here who's listening to, she's a very detail-oriented person. Yeah. And I'm like, well, just come and hang out. She's like, no, that's mm. not, we need to. And she's so great with that. I know. Yeah. I'm like, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. I'm yeah. That'll be my that. first hire is somebody it's that's. A, but that you, likes can't, you can't to take do Katie, though. No. Yeah. Oh, I can't. No, 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 no. I know how that is. We, no, no, no. You don't poach <laughs> employees. Um, but, yeah. So, um, that so, exciting. so that's how Destination Huntsville became, uh, evolved. Um, I have not even. I, I wanted to do this big grand opening or announcement or yeah. anything like that and um, COVID was still a little scare and also um, I did a I created a press release for to let people know that Destination Man uh, Destination Hunts will have been launched but there was nowhere there's nowhere really to send a press release anymore so it's like <laughs> I was like sending a telegram. It's like, <laughs> who's got the other telegram machine that's going to get this? And so, I thought, well, I'll just post it on LinkedIn. And so I did, and we received a, a message from LinkedIn on, um, for uh, the National Cyber Summit that's held in Huntsville, and we had three hotels reach out. And I was just like, all that after awesome. just a little post. Yeah. And I thought, we've got something. This was a need. This yeah. was a service. Yeah. And so, um, and just hit the ground running. So no grand opening, not much of anything other than just working. Mm -hmm. No marketing. It's just been word of mouth. That is and so great. And that, I think that definitely validates the fact that this community needs something like that. Yeah. I mean, at the pace and rate that things are growing and yeah. building and expanding, um, you know, we're making all of these lists, right? But it's like, how can people actually take advantage and be able to experience yeah. things in the right way? Um, and coming from hospitality, I know we share this. You know, I worked at a DMC when I was in college. Mm -hmm. And it was so much fun because it's a great way to be like, hey, I've got a client coming to Miami. So we're going to create this experiential you know, three-day yeah. thing, yeah. Um, as opposed to trying to figure that out on your own. Yeah, and Huntsville's become such a destination yeah exactly you know so exactly. having something um, like destination Huntsville and Toronto is huge yeah I mean it's big well you know too I think um, sometimes when we think about these businesses coming here and Amazon and Facebook and Kohler and and all these great uh, companies that are landing in Huntsville and we think oh more jobs 
Okay, yeah, there is that piece of it. There's so much more that trickles down. Mm -hmm. Okay, yes, these people are coming, and now they have jobs. Well, now we need more restaurants. Mm -hmm. We need this. We need that. We need all the services that people moving here expect. They've been accustomed to it. Yeah. And then they get here, and they're like, where are all the things? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So it just it opens it up so much wider for everybody to do even more yeah. creative things. Absolutely, yeah. Now we can do tours and excursions yeah. where maybe it, Huntsville couldn't have held it, yeah, you know, as yeah. much or supported it. Um, now we need more car services, you know. Mm -hmm. Now we need more um, daycare centers. Daycare yeah, centers. It's so all many, of it. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's Absolutely. all of it. Bigger schools. I mean, I know some of those are growing pains. I get that, and, and infrastructure. We can. You yeah. can talk about that forever, yeah. roads and bridges. But, I mean, just the smaller things that I didn't think about, um, just in my business alone, now I'm like, okay, Nashville supports a lot of entertainment and entertainers. So um, right now when I have to, bring, to have somebody for certain things, a lot of times I'm checking Nashville or Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And I, that's another thing I've been trying to kind of get the word out is like, we need those things here now. Like, like I yeah. need fire eaters and I need, you yeah. know, clowns and I need stilt people and stuff. Oh All the gosh. cool things yeah. that some of the bigger cities have, we're getting there. Yeah. Like we need to do the, um, I'm sorry, that flies getting there. <laughs> um, but we, we've got, we're going to need those things now. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. That is so, cool. That yeah, is cool. Bringing them up from Birmingham or wherever. Yeah. So I know, um, I know that you have a passion for music. So talk a little bit about, I would love to hear just your take, especially being here for as long as you have, about the music scene in Huntsville and kind of how that's grown. And you guys are doing something really, really cool, too, yeah. in Five Points, which I didn't get a chance to take part in it in the past, but it looks so awesome and it's so unique. I love it. So yeah. talk a little bit about that. Like there's not enough going on. <laughs> I know. Um, so uh, after the pandemic, um, and at the end of 2020, I moved into a little house in Five Points, and it has this great wraparound porch. And the first thing I thought of was, oh, my gosh, we have to have a porch concert. Yeah. And I have a, si a nice side yard that you can put chairs in, and, and I just thought, this is perfect. And so I invited um, a couple of friends of mine to come and play and invited friends to come and sit and listen, and we just had the best time. And so I was um, talking to a, a girlfriend of mine who's actually a, a singer-songwriter, um, Judy Allison, yeah. and um, I was telling her about what I was thinking. And I said, what do you think about that? And she's, she'd been having the same kind of vision of it. Mm -hmm. And she had actually attended one, um, a something, an event like that in Franklin, Tennessee. I think she'd actually been a musician for one of their concerts, porch concerts. And so anyway, so she started telling me about it and I looked at it and I'm like, oh, I didn't invent this. Like, this is a thing. And so um, they're called porch fests. And so you're just doing concerts on porches. I love it. So um, reached out to some of the neighbors and we found five porches on Pratt. And um, I worked on trying to get sponsors cause, because after the pandemic, I mean, the musicians really suffered during that time. Sure. So we really yeah. wanted to, that was important to us to be able to pay the musicians and the sound and take care of everybody. But I wanted it to be free to the community, free to the mm -hmm. public. So um, we invited sponsors, porch sponsors, and the first ones to jump on board were Taco Mama, um, Church Street Wine uh, family, 
a family of restaurants, um, Southern Reclaim Salvage Barn, um, Ingalls and Volker, and um, Brandy Cagle Copeland now, uh, she's mar married since, um, of Keller Williams. So the five of them were just like instantly on board and since that we've added three more porches. But um, Judy brings the music and you know uh, the bands and we have about three to four on each porch awesome. and you just kind of walk from porch to porch and listen to live music you bring your chair and your beverage or your food or whatever and yeah. um, just enjoy it's so great I Thank love that you. so much it's, it's amazing and yeah. I can't say enough about how well Judy does as far as the coordination of it mm -hmm. like it's so much more to her, she has such a passion for it that it's so much more than just putting musicians on the porches. Right, like she right. looks at the porches and she thinks about the style of you know who could be on there. Is this more oh, of an alternative neat. rock? Is this more yeah. of a singer-songwriter, or bluegrass porch, or blues, or jazz, or whatever? So she really puts it puts a lot of thought into that. I don't know that you know everybody realizes that. Yeah, and yeah, a lot a true of true art to how she exactly. Sets out, yeah. yeah, it's not just oh we're gonna. Like I would do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, ah, draw straws. You go over there. And you yeah. play there, you know. And when you're tired, you get up there. You know? <laughs> but she really coordinates it and puts a lot of thought and um, feeling into it. And and another piece, too, is like we, we talk about, we want at some point for there to have been someone that hits it big that where everybody goes, I remember seeing them on the porch. Mm -hmm. And so she also tries to get people that are just at the cusp of hitting it you know, of yeah. a album coming out and things. So so there's some That's people awesome. that are gonna be in on this year's porches that I, I'm not I can't won't say anything, won't steal the thunder that she's gonna have in announcing some of them, but they're band members from other bands or they're um uh they're right there at the edge of again hitting it. Um there's this all girl band that she's got coming up from Jacksonville that I'm so excited about and then I think there might even be a Grammy award winner that's going to be there wow. again it's just things that are kind of low-key yeah. like I don't even it sounds weird but I just think some we can take it for granted because we're enjoying the music and we're yeah. enjoying the sound and yeah. the experience um, to what sometimes you're really getting to see the mm -hmm. art of it I love that you know? so much and what yeah. a neat way to bring community together in five points you know oh, just with yeah. the neighbors and yeah. I think a lot of people um, for the first time got to know those around them during COVID because yeah. they were home all the time yeah exactly. which is crazy to think about you know yeah, yeah. Um, so when does Porch Fest happen this May year? 7th May 7th yeah. okay yeah That's it's fine. a Saturday from 6 to 10 it's awesome. one of those things like we we do market it a little bit. I don't market it a lot because I get nervous. Yeah, too many people. Too many people. Because yeah, yeah. last year I, there was this feeling of I don't know if anybody's going to show up or not. And yeah. then it was just, it was packed. So now yeah. I'm like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> like, don't tell, tell anybody. anybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's just the people that know, know, and they can come, and then that's fine. That so, is so um, exciting. And you're still looking for sponsors, too, for that event, I would imagine. Sure, you, yeah. yeah. Well, we, we've taken care of all the all of the big sponsors there, but there's always room for Friends of Fest, we have um, we have some places where if you just want to support or be a partner, yeah. um, you can definitely do that for like very small amounts. We just wanted everybody to have the opportunity if they wanted to be listed as a yeah. friend of, yeah. um, that they could do that and it wasn't breaking their budget or anything, but yeah. it was helping still us support 
yeah. to musicians. And, and, so, and those, yeah, and again, compensate the musicians exactly. like they need to. Yeah, yeah. That's the awesome. more we're able to raise in sponsorships, the better we're able to take care of everybody. Yeah. So yeah. So I have a couple questions, um, yeah. a little bit about Destination Huntsville before we wrap up. So. Hmm. What's the future with Destination Huntsville in Toronto? I mean, where do you kind of, now that we are out of, out of COVID, yeah. you know what I mean? Th things have transformed completely um, in a way that would benefit exactly what you're doing. So I think that's why I get so excited about, and I'm so glad that you're here because it's like, the sky's the limit, you know, with anything that can happen so here exciting. right now. Yeah. Um, and as my kids would tell me, it's not the sky, it's space. I know, I'm like, okay. Um, but there's so many exciting things, I think, that are just on the horizon for you. So what does Thank it look you. like, you think, for the next year that we can, we can rally around you and yeah. support you? In? Thank you. Um, expansion. It is just, uh, there's so much need and so much um, to do. There's just so much. Um, and I have not had the chance to really get out and like I said, market it and and get the expansion going because it's just, it's daily. Yeah. Um, I haven't hired anyone yet, so my biggest goal is gonna be to hire someone that can handle the inside things so that I can get out and, and spread the word and do what I'm trying to do. Yeah. So yeah. with Toronto, um, 2020 it was supposed to expand to North Alabama, didn't make it, so um, that's a goal this year. It's, it's trying to make it more user-friendly and start marketing it for more guides mm -hmm. and marketing the brand. So it's going to go statewide by the end of this year for sure. So wow. it will, that will happen. Uh, Destination Huntsville, uh, I've already started um, working on some other cities and coordinating some things. I've got, it's kind of like I've um, identified the dots, now I have to connect them. So it's a manner of going and visiting here and, and meeting the people face to face and then making sure we all understand what's expected. And so yeah. um, it's been finding the time, but I'm, I'm gonna make the time. So yeah. it's um, getting ready to go towards Birmingham first and then probably go towards um, Florence and everything later on this year. But uh, that is awesome. big goals and you know, what is it we were talking about? If it doesn't scare you, Mm -hmm. you know, it's probably too safe. It's probably yeah. too safe, and I'm scared to death. So, um, <laughs> it means you're on the right gonna path. It's going to be great. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to yeah, be great. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take over, you know, the world. So, <laughs> um, I give myself a five-year plan, but uh, I'd like to get it done in two. Yeah. So, yeah, good for you. But, um, but yeah, there's so much to be done, and and so much. Uh, it's just, it's just. I mean, you, you. I'm sure, even with your business, it's the same way. Yeah. Like, it's just. There's plenty, yeah. and and I think too, and especially in Huntsville, where we're watching all this growth, there's plenty for everybody, you know. Mm -hmm. Like I, uh, I don't have nobody's having to step on toes. There's plenty. Right. There's enough to go around, which, and I think that's uh, that mindset is very receptive. Yeah. As well in the community, which I love so much because everybody helps each other out, what, regardless Absolutely. if they're a competitor or not. There, everybody's out for the greater good of just community, which is Absolutely. amazing. Yeah. And, and one of the things, I think that's one of the, the reasons why this, this town has become so successful yeah. because of that nature and that mindset. It's not mm. cutthroat and it's not competitive and um, which I think is evidence, you know, um, that we can see on a daily basis, you know, because of the growth. So yeah, absolutely. I think um, that's what I think has also made Destination Huntsville so successful is that I think in Huntsville we work smarter, not harder. Yeah. And we we'll probably do the hard too. I mean, we're, we're grinders, but um, but there's a piece where we all kind of know what 
we respect what we're good at and what someone else is, is really talented yeah. at, at doing. And so there's a piece where I'm like, look, I don't want to do that, but I'll hire you, I'll contract you to do that, yeah. you know? So it's yeah. kind of like you're supporting everybody and you're not stepping on toes right. and it's like, I'm not going to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Let me bring in an expert. That's what they do. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what Destination Huntsville has been doing is bringing in those experts together to collaborate to create some awesome thing. Yeah. So. That is awesome. Yeah. I, do, do you have locals who take advantage of Toronto? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, what's, yeah, that's great, too. Um, I do a lot of uh, team building experiences for, for um, locals and things. Yeah. Like they'll ask me they want to um, do their, um, take their employees out for an appreciation type event. So we do things like that. Um, we do, you know, I mean, charcuterie is very big, but we did yeah. the uh, charcuterie classes. We've done tours. We um, do all kind of fun things, you yeah. know, like outside the box type things. Yeah. I work with um, an organization here that um, they let people, employees, teams come in and they cook meals. They make meals that are frozen and then delivered to people that need the meals. There's, it's, a, it's just a whole program, and um, that's another little thing like that's that neat. people can do. And yeah, it, so you're giving back. Yeah, you're so also, you're giving back. Yeah, what yeah. organization is that? Um, I can't think of the name now. I'm so sorry because no, 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 they're okay. so great. Um, yeah. Is it Team Up? It may be Team Up. Oof. But anyway, yeah. um, but it's there's a lot of people doing really cool stuff, and instead yeah. of me trying to do that, mm -hmm. I'm like, let me bring you Just in. Just connecting them exactly. with, yeah, with that yeah. need. That's so great. Yeah. So, so, so last question for you. Um, if there's one thing that you've learned throughout this journey, that maybe looking back, you're like, you know, had I known then what I know now, anything you would have changed about this process at all? or, or And maybe not, but is there anything that kind of looking back that you think would have made things a little bit easier? Is there something that you took from the past that has really maybe even helped you in the future? I don't know, just yeah, something yeah. that, you know, when you reflect about the last couple of years, what, what stands out to you? Um, I think that I, um, I think I was really spoiled for a long time of having a great job experience, working with great people, really enjoying what I did. I mean, I just lived this little dream life of everything is wonderful. And then I had another experience, career experience, that wasn't, um, wasn't good for me, wasn't a good experience. And I think you can't know or appreciate good without bad. Mm -hmm. So I think I'd kind of floated yeah. along for a while. And to have a bad experience, I think, was really good for me. Yeah. Because it just really helped me grow and know exactly what I did not want. Yeah. And, and be able to create not only the businesses, but to also keep in mind the environment I want to have mm -hmm. as I start to add a team. Yeah. And know that, that I want people to enjoy what they do and... Yeah. And create a um, culture that helped create, you thrive. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, which I don't think I would have appreciated. I, I took for granted how easy things yeah. had been and how what a joy. And so I love that. That was that's helpful. A, that's a really great lesson. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. It's really hard to appreciate the good when you haven't experienced the bad yeah. because you don't know how bad it could be. Oh, yeah. So, I've been so blessed, yeah. so blessed and, and just, you know, lucky and fortunate with the people I've worked with. So, yeah, that's yeah. so great. Well, we're yeah. so excited for you well, and we want to be big cheerleaders for everything that you're doing here. Yeah. I know. Cheers to you, bro. Oh, thank you. Yeah.